Alrighty, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. If it is your first time, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back, I don't know. Um, either way, what's going on guys? Um, today we have a very good topic and that is the one of so many people want to focus on their aesthetics and their and mostly as far as the people I work with, fat loss, right? And that is awesome and that's a great goal to have. But in the meantime, I think it gets lost that workout performance and how you're actually performing in your workouts gets kind of thrown under the rug because people are so, so determined on losing that fat, looking a certain way, feeling a certain way, et cetera. And again, that's great. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I, I have seen just through working with thousands of people as a coach now that workout performance tends to get thrown under the rug. So in this video, we're going to talk about how to kind of marry the two together. So have, form a great partnership fat loss and workout performance, how you can still have both, still do both, and still see great results in both aspects. So hope you guys are ready. The first thing we're going to talk about is something that I always come back to every single time, and that is going to be calories, right? And if you guys have followed me for any amount of time now, calories is 9.999 times out of 10, the most important thing that is going to matter, right? So with that being said, how can we then marry you being in a calorie deficit? Because that is the only thing that matters when it comes to fat loss. If you want to lose fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit. So then how do we marry being in a caloric deficit, but then also having energy to work out? And it's a great question, and, and there's a million ways you can go about answering it. But in this video, we're going to talk about it. And honestly, if you haven't watched the last video I just put out on finding the right amount of a calorie deficit for you, go back and watch that. I'm going to link it in the description below. Um, I would link it like up here or something, but I don't know how the fuck to do that yet. So regardless, I'm going to link it in the description below. Go back and look at that. That's going to talk about exactly what to do as far as finding the right amount of a calorie deficit for your goals, for your, you know, for your mental state, for your diet history, all that kind of stuff. So that is going to be an important video to watch, kind of like a prerequisite to this, just as far as this one in particular while we talk about calories. Um, so with that being said, go back and watch that. When you return, talking about calories. One of the main things that I see with people who are wanting to lose fat, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, again, people who are wanting to lose fat want to lose fat tomorrow, yesterday. Like, oh, yesterday, not tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> um, people who want to lose fat want to lose fat yesterday, right? So it's like they are picking the most aggressive way, the harshest way, to the quickest way to get that body fat off. And while there may be nothing wrong with that, there may be something wrong with that. And that's because... If you're trying to marry fat loss and workout performance together, you being in such a, an aggressive calorie deficit at, to the point where you can't perform in your workouts because you're so fucking tired that you can't actually get anything done or, or progress your workouts or get stronger or do more reps or whatever it is, that's going to be a problem, obviously, when we're talking about fat loss and, and workout performance. Now, if you want to just diet as aggressive as you possibly can, like, Go for it. I'm not the biggest fan of that. But I mean, you know, if, if that's what you want to do and don't give a shit about workout performance, then that's one thing. But if you do care about how you are performing in the gym, if you want to have good workouts, if you want to get stronger, if you want to build more muscle, if you want to get more endurance, you have to find a way to then marry, like we said, the fat loss and the workout performance. So one way of doing that is just go into a lesser aggressive deficit. Like you don't have to be in a thousand calorie deficit every single day to lose fat. Like that's not the only way to lose fat especially if you are working out and you care about the workout performance. Now, when you talk about losing fat and aggressively losing fat, yeah, you might lose it quickly. And again, this is in the last video. You might lose it quickly, but what's going to happen after that term? 
So my advice to you is, if you're wanting to still have great workouts, go into a lesser aggressive calorie deficit and go from there. Now, this is what I will say too. I work with plenty of people right now who are in a, a more or less aggressive deficit and they're still having great workouts. They're still getting pumps in the gym. They're still recovering good. They're still sleeping good. Their energy is still good throughout the day. Like, It is not impossible to be in an aggressive calorie deficit and still have good workout performance. But I will say, if you're just starting off, why not just go slow and work your way backwards, right? So as opposed to going straight into a 1,000 calorie deficit, start with 200, start with 300, see how you feel. Because if you find that you being in a 300 calorie deficit, you're starving, you're hungry, your workouts have been you know, not as good, okay, well maybe let your body get used to that for, for one to two to three weeks. Let your body reacclimate to, okay, we have less calories, how do we then reacclimate this to still perform good, to still sleep good, to still have good energy? Like how can you let your body kind of recover from you being in a deficit, getting used to that 300 calorie deficit, and then in two or three weeks, okay, let's bump to a 500 calorie deficit. Okay, the next two weeks, bump to a 600. Next two weeks, bump to a 700. Like, you can slowly work your way down. You don't have to go straight to that 1,000-calorie deficit. And this is what I'll say to you. As opposed to going to the straight 1,000-calorie deficit and doing it for two weeks, why don't you just start with 300, two weeks later, 500, two weeks later, 600, two weeks later, 700, work your way from there? Because as opposed to you just staying in a 1,000-calorie deficit for two weeks and then binging because you say, fuck this, I can't do this, or you then going eight weeks to get to that 1,000 cal calorie deficit and then finding that, wow, I've actually stuck to my diet for eight weeks. Wow, I've actually lost 10 pounds in the eight weeks. Wow, I've actually still maintained energy and sleep and workout performance in these eight weeks while I let my body slowly but surely get reacclimated to the, to the amount of calories I'm putting on it, to the stress I'm putting on it. It's adapting to the stress I'm putting on it. Okay, yeah, I really like this. Let me keep doing this. That was quote unquote slower progress at first but in the long run, you win because you're taking a, a less of aggressive approach to get to the same end goal and you're gonna be able to follow that lesser aggressive approach for a longer period of time, which is gonna allow you to have better results in the long term. So you don't have to jump straight to that thousand calorie or whatever it is, calorie deficit that you're looking to lose fat on the quickest because you can take your time slow to get there. Let your body get adapted to the stress you are putting on it because dieting is a stress. You going into a calorie deficit is a stress on your body. This has been proven a million times, especially like if you, if you know anybody who's like lost their period because they've been in such an aggressive calorie deficit. Like this thing is real. So it is a stress in your body and it's a stress to your hormones, it's a stress to your energy, it's everything. So slowly let your body adapt to the stress you're putting on it. You can then keep building from there and then you will be able to be in a, less, be in a more aggressive calorie deficit and still, work, and still perform great in your workouts during it because you have let your body Get reacclimated to that first. You didn't just go straight to it. You slowly but surely built up. You don't climb Mount Everest in one day. You slowly but surely train, 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 even when you get there, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. So that would be my first thing to tell you guys is just go into a less aggressive calorie deficit to start. Yeah, your, your fat loss progress might be slower, quote unquote, but you'll be able to sustain it longer and then you can just kind of build up from there going down in calories, down in calories, whatever it is. So that's one thing, guys. The next thing is, and again, I'll talk about this in the last video, but you can do calorie cycling or carb cycling, calorie cycling, whatever. But calorie cycling is just that you have higher calories some days, lower calories other days. So on the days that you work out for your workout performance, if you know you want to have a good fucking workout that day, but you still want to be in a caloric deficit for the end of the week because that's what's going to matter to losing fat, right? 
You can then do calorie cycling. So on the three or four days you work out, you can have your higher calorie days on those days when you work out. On the days you don't work out, for those three days you don't work out, you can have lower calories. So then, that way your body is now adjusting to, okay, I know when I work out, I'm gonna have more calories. I'll have more energy, I'll have more stored glycogen in my muscles, I'll have you know, better endurance, better stamina for my workouts, I'll have better mental, a better mental kind of focus. You'll be able to work out better. So if you're able to work out better, that is now another stress you're putting on your body that you have to adapt from. Everybody always forgets that, yes, you lose fat from a calorie deficit, but as far as workout performance, the only way to you know, get a lean aesthetic physique or to build muscle or to quote unquote tone, which I have no clue what that means, but the only way to do those things, guys, is to actually change your body, change your muscle to fat ratio. You have to gain more muscle. And the only way to do that is kick ass in your fucking workouts and you will be able to do that because now you're telling your body, okay, I'm working out, I'm putting a stress on my body, you have to adapt to this stress to then change so you can keep taking this stress. Your body is much smarter than you, I've always said that. If you can kill your workouts because you have higher calories on those days and you have more energy and a better mental focus and more stamina, you will be able to have better workouts, which in the long run, again long run, you're going to then build a better body because you're building more and more stress that your body has to adapt to, which then you will become a better per you, you'll have a better body. You'll have more muscle, less fat, et cetera, et cetera. So that is one other thing you can do as far as marrying the workout and the fat loss. Have higher calories on the days you work out and do that because you know you're gonna have a better workout those days and maybe because you can ad adhere to it better, which is the ultimate thing in the long run anyway, but do it on those days because you know you can have better workouts and then you will be able to still lose fat and still, still perform good in your workouts, which is then gonna marry the two together. So that's one more thing. Let's go down here too, as far as your actual workouts. Now, everybody gets caught up in calorie burn, and I just have to say this. Please do not ever mention to me again how many calories you burn during your workout. I do not give one single fuck. And that is because it doesn't mean anything. You're, the amount of calories you burn a day from exercising, I don't give a shit if you burn a thousand, cal quote unquote, a thousand calories. I have a whole podcast on this. I'll link that in the, in the description too. But I don't give a shit how many calories you burn during your workout because it is such a small, minute amount. Can you see that? A small, minute amount in, in the total amount of your day and what your body does to burn fat. It doesn't fucking matter. That's why you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be working out to, build, to, to break down. You should be working out to build up, to, to get more muscle, to get more strength. Stop thinking about your workouts to lose fat. You lose fat through your diet, you build back, you build a new body through your workouts. And that's exactly what I wanna say. So please do not ever mention to me again how many calories you burn during your workout. I do not give one single shit. That being said, diving more in depth past that now, you say, okay, it doesn't matter how many calories I burn, but you know, when I'm still doing th these, these workouts, I'm still tired, you know, I'm, doing the, I'm doing things about calories, I'm still tired. Okay, that's when you look at you know, one workout intensity. And if you're doing those kind of workouts where you're supposed to quote unquote burn the most calories, nine times out of 10, those are you know, very high intensity, very high heart rate. You know, they're, they're putting a lot, of, on, a lot of stress on top of your body that you're already doing from work, school, kids, workouts, diet, everything, right? So you're then putting one more stress on top of your body that your body has to recover from. And more times than not, when you keep doing this such an aggressive, it's just the same thing as an aggressive calorie deficit. When you, when you keep doing such a high intensity, high aggressive workout that makes you burn the most calories or whatever it is, you're gonna get burnt out and you're not gonna be able to sustain that and, and you're gonna get tired, you're gonna get fatigued, your sleep is gonna suffer, your energy is gonna suffer. It's because you're not letting your body recover 
from what you're doing to it. You just keep trying to break it down to the ground, break it down to the ground because you want to lose weight the fastest. It's not the way to fucking do it. Let your body recover. So one thing you look at, maybe on some days lessen the workout intensity. If you're going like five days a week, high intensity workouts, maybe drop that down to four days or three days and have two days of a, a cardio day, which is not as high intense. Maybe just a light intensity cardio day. Take three 10 minute walks. I talk about 10 minute walks. Those are great for you. Low intensity, but still get steps, still get your neat going, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Like there are a million ways to do this, but you keep having these high intensity workouts. You're not going to be able to recover from that eventually, which is going to lead to you having some type of breakdown, whether it is, you know, you're just so hungry or so tired that you just don't want to follow your diet anymore. So you can't stick to your diet. So you start gaining weight again because you're eating more calories. Like it's not that this directly makes you either, you know, gain weight or whatever it is, but the things that come after this high intensity workout 24 seven is then going to lead to you being that it being that much harder. You stick to your plan because you're tired, you're exhausted, you're hungry, whatever it is. So Look at your workout intensity. Now, I'm all for working out hard. Like, yes, you need to push yourself in the gym, but you also need to let yourself recover from that, what you're doing to it, to then build a new body. If you keep breaking down, you can't build back up. So one thing to think about. Duration. Again, it, <laughs> some, some of you guys go in there and just kind of fuck around, which I have no clue how you do that. I don't, have, I don't have the time for that. But if you're one of those people that are in the gym just kind of dicking around, I, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, you might have to find a new video to watch. But if you're in the gym... For a long period of time because you think that's going to help you, I don't know, work out better or see better results or like you don't need to be in the gym 24-7, two hours a day. Like it, that's, that's, that, it's not true, right? So look at your duration of your workouts. And again, if you're working out six days a week for two hours and you're going on runs, like man, your body is not recovering from what you're doing to it. You have to let your body recover. That's going to be the main thing we talk about here. So look at your duration. How can you make your time more efficient? Can you do supersets? Can you mix? Can you sometimes mix cardio with your, you know, with your strength training? Can you mix your abs with your strength training? Like, find more efficient ways to do what you're doing to then cut down on that duration, which is then also going to have you let, let you have more time for your diet, for your sleep, for your kids, like everything. So look at that and then kind of work backwards from there. And the last thing is just frequency. Listen, I, this is one thing that kind of gets me. And I, I have empathy for it because I used to do this. Like, you do not have to work out seven days a week. And people do this because you say you love working out seven days a week. You don't love working out seven days a week, man. You're fucking afraid that if you stop working out one day, you're going to get fat again. You're going to lose all your progress. You're going to lose muscle. You're going to overeat those days. Like, and I have empathy because I used to do this. I used to be like this. But you need to look at how many days you're working out and what you're actually doing during your workouts. You should not be working out seven days a week. Yes, some form of activity seven days a week, but you should not be going high intensity balls to the walls seven days a week. And I promise you, you are not going to lose progress nor gain fat if you take a day off. Please, please, please hear me out on that. So that's one more thing. And, and again, that's going to lead to you being more recovered, being more energized, having better sleep, all these things. So Look at how many days a week you're working out. What are you doing during your workouts? How intense are your workouts? Start to map a plan around that, those three things, and then go from there. I mean, I could honestly do a whole separate video on this, you know, workout intensity, duration, et cetera. If you do, if, if you want something like that, leave in the comments below, DM me, email me, whatever. So we can definitely do that. Moving over here now. So this is what we're getting to kind of examples and more specifics, right? First one is going to be hydration. This is going to now work into what are in these calories that you're eating, right? Because, and I'll, and I'll say this, 
it's not just about water. Everybody thinks hydration is like, oh my God, I don't drink enough water. Now, yes, water may actually, water's gonna keep you hydrated, but water may also help you be less hungry, curb cravings, like, so it can help you stay in a calorie deficit, excuse me, which is then going to have your fat loss be real because you're actually in a calorie deficit, right? So water is important, don't get me wrong, but as far as workout performance, hydration is, is probably the number one thing because if you're not hydrated, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna have mental fatigue, you're gonna have brain fog, you're gonna not sleep well, you're gonna be hungry, you're gonna have cravings. All these things are based around hydration, right? So how can you then work into your calories, into what you're eating, how to stay hydrated? The three main things are gonna be sodium, magnesium, potassium. Sodium, most people probably get enough of this. If not, just salt some of your meals. I'm not asking you to fucking pour the whole thing on your meals, but lightly salt two or three of your meals. It might help you get your sodium up. It might help your, because you need sodium to be, enter, to, to, to be hydrated. So if you want to, if you think that you don't salt anything, you might need some more sodium, lightly salt a little bit of, of your meals with some pink salt or something. Like that might help you as far as, not only hydration, but energy as well. And, and just kind of having that extra gear when you work out. If you're, if you're hydrated properly with sodium, you will, have, you will probably feel like an extra gear you're able to get into when you're working out. So that's one thing. Magnesium, most people get enough of this. It's in spinach and stuff, but most people do do a good job of magnesium. The number one thing I see is most people do not get enough potassium. And it's the most under-consumed thing in the American diet. So the one thing you can do for potassium, and, and that's gonna be a huge factor in your hydration. You have your sodium magnesium, but if you, don't, if you don't have potassium, you don't have all three things and you're not hydrated. And just one quick thing actually, fucking water. Stop drinking so much water that you just pee clear. Please stop doing that. You peeing clear does not mean you're hydrated. Peeing clear means you, you have nothing, you have no electrolytes in your body. Your pee should be like a lemonade flavor, flavor, oof, oof. A lemonade color. Please don't, please don't tell me it's a flavor. Um, that's what it should be, right? So that's one quick thing I have to throw in there. Don't keep drinking water until you pee clear. That means you, your body has nothing it's excreting, so it has no electrolytes in there. So you shouldn't be doing that. Coming back to the potassium. Potassium, you can get it from, uh, yes, obviously bananas, but another great thing that most people don't realize is potatoes. Potatoes are a great source of potassium. I, I mean, I tell people to have, try to have at least one a day, if not one a day, a couple times a week at least. It's gonna be great for your hydration levels. You're gonna feel better. It's also great for calories. They're very, very satiating. If you've ever had like two a big ass potato or two big ass potatoes, those motherfuckers fill you up, man, right? So not only does it help your hydration, but it will help you stay full and satiated. So then when you're coming back to the calorie deficit, you're now not going to eat as much because you're full and you're hungry and you're satisfied. Your body is good. It doesn't want to crave sugar. It doesn't want to crave chocolate. So that's one thing. It can also help with the calories because it's going to keep you full. Working back around, potatoes, great for hydration. Um, I tell people too, orange juice or oranges also have some potassium in there. Great for hydration again. Uh, what else? Red meat, um, spinach. Spinach is a great thing for potassium. Um, so work some things. This is what we talk about what makes up these calories now, right? Because if you're worried about fat loss and workout performance, yes, it's gonna come down to calories, but you're gonna to have to start kicking that extra gear to say, hey, I need to actually look at what's going into my calories. I need to actually take the next step in forming a, a plan that is going to allow me to still be in a calorie deficit, but also get workout performance, right? So you have to start looking at the next step into these things. And if you're ready for that, that's fucking awesome and I'm very proud of you, so that's gonna be hydration not just water, sodium, potassium, magnesium, focus on it, have better workouts, better sleep, 
better endurance, better energy, better stamina, mental focus, everything. So the next thing is going to be, so we're kind of working the carbs into the, or the carbs into the workout intensity duration, et cetera, et cetera. If you work out, obviously you work out, watch this video, but when you're working out, you need to, one thing you can do, I say need to, but it's very helpful. Structure your carbs around your workout. And this is for many, many reasons, but one main one is first before your workouts, when you have carbohydrates, you will have, again, an extra boost, an extra energy, especially if you're in a calorie deficit and you're probably not doing that many carbs as it is, you are going to lose fat that way. I mean, I'm sorry, you, you are gonna have a better workout that way because your body is going to soak up those carbs and use those things for fuel, man. Like, when you have carbs before your workout and, you're, and you are doing, like, like I said, if you are doing a high-intensity workout or just any workout, but especially a high-intensity one that requires you know, lifting and, and it, it requires energy and you to push yourself, Carbs around your workouts is a great, great tool you can use to have better fuel. Having that rice or that quinoa or those, that banana, that fruit, sweet potato, whatever it is, before that workout is drastically going to help your energy and your mental focus for that workout because you're going to have some fuel. You're giving your body something to use for that workout, right? You have to push yourself and stress yourself. You're now saying, okay, I'm going to get these carbs so I can push and stress myself a little bit farther to then cause that adaptation to then build muscle, you know, get stronger, get more endurance, whatever it is. So... Before your workout, great time to have carbs. After your workout, another great time to have carbs. I mean, shit, when is it not a good time to have carbs, honestly? But um, for the sake of this video, after your workout, it's another great time to have carbs because it's going to immediately help you restart, or not restart, but start that recovery process. And that is because carbs after your workout, you can spike your insulin, which helps you then, like I said, in the layman's terms, start that recovery process. And again, normally after you work out, you're hungrier, right? So when you're hungrier, what do most people want? Some form of carbs, honestly. So after your workout, if you know you're hungrier and you know, and, and now you know that it's, it's very good for recovery purposes to start to kickstart that recovery process, plan your day, plan yourself up for success, plan your day so you can have those calories after your workout. If you know that you really want some fucking bread that day or something, have that shit after your workout. And I'm not saying like fucking go crush some M&Ms, but I am saying, Plan your, plan your day, plan your meals, plan your food around that workout so you can have some more carbs if you want to after that workout, especially if you're more hungry, more tired, all those kind of things. It's, it's going to help that recovery process kind of kickstart right back up. So that's one just quick thing you can do. Put some carbs around your workouts. And the last thing is going to be just have a plan. Um, I, t I talk about this a lot, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't realize how much just having a solid plan and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that thought out or that in depth or, or anything but just have a plan for what you're doing and a great example of this is like if for example if you travel a lot right if you travel a lot and you know that you know in the next two weeks coming up you're on the road right you're not going to be in your normal gym you're not going to be in your normal sleep schedule you're not going to be in this in this and that you can then plan to then still try to you know, marry fat loss and workout performance together. And do they, do, they, do they both have to happen simultaneously all the time? No. And, and that's the thing is like, if you know you're traveling for two weeks and you're not going to be in your normal routine, that's when you may say, okay, I'm going to bump down the intensity of my workouts and the, and the frequency of my workouts. I know when I'm traveling, I'm at the office all day or I'm in meetings or I'm at conferences, whatever it is. I know that me doing a little bit less intensity workout and a little bit less time and a little bit less times a week, I can adhere to that. I can still get in my workouts. Because the one thing is, if you're traveling, you know, you, you can't do your normal hour workout, the, the, most people just say, 
okay, well, fuck it. I'll just get back on when I get home. Two weeks goes by. Yeah, fuck it. I'll get back on in two weeks. As opposed to doing that, which is not good, change it up. Say, okay, I know I can't do my normal hour. How can I then work this workout to make it in 30 minutes instead of an hour so I can still get my strength training, get my cardio, get my whatever it is, still get what I want to get out of it, still do something because something is always better than nothing, and then work from there. That, is, that way you can still do something, still get your workouts in without having to A, do nothing, but B, try to overstress and overkill yourself to get the workout in. If you know you're not gonna have your regular gym equipment and stuff like that, okay, that's fine. Lessen the intensity, take a deload week or deload two weeks, and then just kind of work backwards from there, right? So that's one thing I'm gonna say is have a plan for that. And it goes the same thing with the diet. If you know that when you travel, it's a bit harder to stick to your calories. Now, I am not making excuses. I am not for excuses at all. But if you know that every single time you travel, your fucking, your, your calories are always all over the place. You always go over calories and it's just not, not as easy for you to stick, stay on track. That's fine. Just have a plan, like have a plan that you say either. Okay. I, um, I know that when I go out to dinner, that's a problem time. So let me do this. Let me for breakfast and lunch, still track my calories, eat a bit less. So I'm able to have more calories at night that I can play with because I know when I go out to dinner with my coworkers or with my potential customers, clients, that's a time when I feel pressure to drink or eat or whatever it is. Give, give yourself more calories during that time, plan for it during that time to still stay on track. Or left field, you can just fucking take a diet break for a week. Like you taking a diet break for a week when you travel is not going to be the end of your life. Most people don't want to do that, but if it comes back to the point where you just keep saying, fuck, I can't stick to my deficit, I can't stick to my plan, I keep fucking it up, like, that's not good for your mental health. And I said this last video, I'll say it next video, I'll say it every single time. If your mental health is not there, none of this shit is going to work. It's just not going to matter, guys. So that's what I'm saying. Plan for that time when you might be more pressed for time and it might be more stressful time for you as far as tracking calories goes. Because if that's the case you need to set yourself up for success better and that's the way you do it. So that's one thing you can do. And the flip side, we'll just talk about it right now. If you know you're home for a month, that might be a time where you say, okay, let's fucking do this. I'm, I'm working out, you know, five days a week instead of three, right? So I know I'm home. I know I can work out five days a week. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, let's get it while I'm here. Like, and that's awesome. And it goes the same thing with the fat loss. If you know you're home for a week and you know that when you're home, it's easier for you to make meals, easier for you to stay on track. You have dinner plan, like all that kind of stuff okay, maybe go into a little bit more aggressive of a deficit while you're home. And then that way you're got your workouts on point. You got your calorie deficit on point for that month that you're home. You are then able to make a little bit more progress during that time. And that, and again, it all comes with not viewing things in a one week or a two week span, but rather a six month, nine month, 12 month span where you say, okay, I know for this month I'm home. Okay. Let me work out harder, work out more frequently and have a better diet. Okay, I know that next month, eh, it's, it's tough. Let me go into a less aggressive deficit, be less, not concerned, but less worried, less stressed about getting my workouts in, and then I'm home for two months. Okay, bam, two months, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the diet right again, and it's just, go look at it in a, in a long, long-term span, not just one week or one month. You have to look at these things in a long-time span, because that's the way you can plan the best, so you set yourself up for success. If you can plan around these things, set yourself up for better success, inevitably you're going to have better results. And, it's, and again, always coming back to it's going to be better for your psyche, your mental health 
to plan better and, and have better success because if you have better success and you feel good about yourself, you're gonna wanna keep going. It, it, the problem that people have is they, set, they don't set themselves up for success, whether it's them or their coach or whatever it is. They are not looking at all these things we just talked about and so many other things, honestly, to then make a plan to set up for success. And the thing that happens, unfortunately, is people keep getting down on themselves because they say, fuck, why can't I get to work out? Why, am I keep, why do I keep skipping my workouts? Why do I keep fucking up on my diet? Why this? Why that? And they, they talk to themselves like this nonstop, nonstop. And it's not that, and again, I said this last video, it's not that you're fucking up. It's, it's that your plan's fucked up. And you have, you have to look at your plan. Plan yourself up for success. Set yourself up for that. And just watch what happens from there. So thank you so much for watching this video. Um, like I said, these two things can work hand in hand. They can be married together. And, and honestly, they should be if you're looking for the best results. It's not just about the diet. It's not just about workouts. They're, they're put together. It's, it's, it's a marriage. It's a forever lasting marriage, right? Look at these two things. Think about what we talked about. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, DM me, email me, leave a comment below, whatever it is. I'll be more than happy to help you guys. Feel free to reach out and thank you so much for watching.